right, Gavin and Nick, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be with you guys again. Um, we've had the uh, pleasure of talking through the uh, doctrines that are part of our statement of faith as a church, and we've uh, had the uh, um, the heavy hitter uh, conversations, I suppose, in talking about the uh, the Trinity and God the Father and God the Son and God the Spirit, and um, here kind of uh, get uh, more into us, right? The doctrine of mankind, looking at what we say about that, and um, and then the the scriptures that go along with it. So. Um, let me go ahead and just read the statement on mankind. We believe that God created mankind, male and female, in his own image and likeness, free of sin, to glorify himself and enjoy his fellowship. Tempted by Satan, but in the sovereign plan of God, man freely chose to disobey God, bringing sin, death, and condemnation to all mankind. All human beings, therefore, are totally depraved by nature and by choice, alienated from God without defense or excuse, and subject to God's righteous wrath. All of mankind is in desperate need of the Savior. And we have our text that we'll read with that. So, um, yeah, this one a little bit different feel, right, than uh, <laughs> so the glories of God <laughs> yes. that we have talked about, um, and now uh, some some hard realities to, to face as we talk about mankind. And so, lovely way to start a Tuesday. Lovely way to start a Tuesday. That's right. But let's jump into some of the texts. Here. It seems like we, we regularly got texts from Genesis, right? Um, mm -hmm. Which would be telling us something as we talk about all of these doctrines, how much God gives us right from the, the beginning um, in our, our scriptures that we have. So uh, Genesis 1, 26 through 31. Nick, you got that one? Yes. We'll, we'll go this way around the table this time. All right. Genesis 1, 26 through 31. Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. All right. So our statement is partly built upon a text like this one. And so why? What's in what's in this text that we see about this doctrine of mankind that we read a second ago? I mean, prior to the, all the bad news that we read yeah. in the statement, there yeah. is a hint of God's good creation and design mm -hmm. in humans is desire to create them in his image and all that entails, um, but then also 
you see him making them male and female, which we'll get into at some point as well. And then mm-hmm. um, just God as creator, you know, and points to him and his relation to his people and uh, his creation and us as that creation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a glorious picture, isn't it? Mm-hmm. At the beginning. I mean, when, when we see uh, the way in which God uh, placed man upon the earth and the, the roles that he gave to him, it is, uh, um, it's something that's like, oh, I, I want to return to that. You know, it's this, it's this picture of everything being very good and um, man, mankind having uh, a, a role, a responsibility on the earth that's purposeful, that's meaningful, that's rich, that's full as his representatives uh, um, here in the space. And so glorious. It's beautiful there. That's a, that's a, a wonderful beginning that we have. All right. Well, um, Genesis 3, 1 through 6, though, um, <laughs> we've, uh, we've got a little bit of a turn of events here, don't we? So, uh, Gavin, you want to read that for us? Definitely. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say to you, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Mm-hmm. All right, so how does this text contribute to the, the statement? How's it built upon it? The beginning of the end. Um, yeah, yeah. No, just the, yeah, the, what it has, it's often called just the fall. This is right. that little good news that we saw at the beginning of the statement mm. is this is the part where they are tempted by, by Satan, mm. um, choosing to disobey God and bringing in the sin, death, and condemnation to mm them and all mankind after them no yeah Yeah, we see we see that they just that they freely chose to disobey god um willfully and 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 with a rebellious heart Mm -hmm. and um in particular seeking seeking to be like god yeah that's right that's right yeah so here we we see that um even though we we haven't read all of the first three chapters of, of genesis we know what has has happened that you know God has given instruction to mankind. Mankind has decided to to go his own way. Um, instead, uh, listen to a, a different voice other than God's voice, um, heeding the voice of Satan rather than the voice of their Maker. Okay. All right. Well, now we have next uh, Ecclesiastes seven. 29 says see this alone i found that god made man upright but they have sought out many schemes all right um kind of short and sweet here but uh what are we what are what are we given uh here that uh, how's the how's the statement built upon this as well a reduction of everything we just talked about that's like, right. in god's intent man was upright that's but right there's been many schemes and 
yeah. uh, deception. Yeah. And we'll have this throughout the scriptures, right? Like it'll, it'll be a reiteration of mm-hmm. God is good. He is, he is the faithful creator. He did yes. things right. Mankind mm-hmm. uh, contributes sin to mm-hmm. the equation. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's what do. we bring. That's what we bring. That's... Okay. Um, so then uh, we've got next John 3.36. So, Nick, we have two years. Yeah. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. All right, so some further unfolding of things here, yes. right? There, there's even there's even a there's even some hope yeah. in, in there. Yeah. That whoever believes in the Son. That's right. And and we talked about God the Son, That's right? right. That, that He is the way, the truth, and the life, and yep. and they will have eternal life. They will be restored yeah. to that upright yep. image. When when God made man upright, they'll be restored to that back from Genesis one. That's right. Um, uh, but but whoever does not obey him mm-hmm. shall not see that life. But the wrath of God remains on him mm. because of those many schemes. Mm-hmm. That's right. That they've sought out. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. We say in our statement, all of mankind is in desperate need of the Savior. Mm-hmm. And here he is. This is the Son uh, through whom we can have eternal life. Okay. All right, so much, much despair, much hope, because God provides that uh, mm-hmm. through his, his son. All right, so we are up to Romans 1, 18 through 20. Big one here. Would you like me to do 32 as well? So it's still part of chapter 1. Uh, yeah, why don't you do, why don't you do that? Okay. Um, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely, his eternal power and divine nature, have have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. And 32 says, Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they do. No, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice mm-hmm. them. Mm. All right, contribution here. Let me see. Um, you know, I think the the words that pop out in our statement, the ideas of just being totally depraved. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. um, going back to, to the schemes of man in Ecclesiastes. Yeah, it's now that this sin has blinded us to God's intent. God's revealing it to us still through His creation and mm-hmm. His mercy and His grace and all these mm-hmm. things. Um, but we're still so blinded that we we're running off and doing our own thing yeah. and approving of one each, one of another's sin. The, truly like the blind leading the blind. Yeah. Um, and so that just adds to our alienation from God. Yeah. And we have no defense or excuse, mm. as Romans was saying. That's right. Yeah, the responsibility <clears throat> is uh, still lying in our court, even under the sovereign hand of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, this is uh, it, the, the depth of our sinfulness is really... Um, pictured here too, you know, by their unrighteousness, suppress the truth. Like God makes himself known. He builds into us a, a kind of um, awareness that there that there is more, that there should be one that we worship uh, instead of going our own way. But we suppress the truth. It's just at the wreckage, right? Mm-hmm. Just how deep our sin is, how great uh, is our need that um, the truth being before us clearly revealed to us 
we want to press it down. Mm-hmm. We want to uh, ignore it. Hmm. All right. Uh, more from Romans. Romans 3, 10 through 19. I'll read that one here for us. Jumping right into um, a quote that starts off uh, with uh, quoting from Psalms. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood in their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. Okay. Again, what do we what do we have here? It's it's building onto what we've already talked about a lot, but yeah, we, we start we start with the idea that no one is righteous, mm-hmm. no not one, mm-hmm. no one understands, no one seeks mm-hmm. for God, um, and and we remember that 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 is under God's sovereign plan, but it's also by our own free choice yeah. that it's it's our default nature, our default instinct to not mm-hmm. seek God. We we. We can't do it. Mm-hmm. We're totally depraved. That's right. Um, and uh, we, we see at the bottom that, that we know that whatever the law says speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be stopped and the world, whole world may be held accountable to mm-hmm. God. And so because of the law mm-hmm. given in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. we will be held accountable mm-hmm. because because it's there yeah. to follow and, mm-hmm. and no one can follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The depths, the depths. Yeah, let's keep going in there. All right. Um, so then, one more from Romans, Romans five, twelve. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. yeah. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Mm-hmm. Another short and sweet one here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what, how, how does this uh, contribute further for us? Because there's something maybe we haven't talked about as much, but how, how does this help us to form that, that statement? Just talking mm-hmm. about death. Talking about death, for sure. Because all sinned. I think, too, it's interesting. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, but just talking about how the sin of one man adam mm-hmm. like it can be tough to, to understand okay well god i didn't sin in the garden so why do i mm-hmm. why do i need this righteousness from you as well yeah, and all these scriptures talked about all of mankind yeah but being able to understand that that sin was rooted in that one event that's right that permeated through yeah. everything um i think when it helps us identify with that historical moment you mm-hmm. know those that uh adam and eve and the their roles as kind of the beginning of mankind but we're not exempt from that either yeah. just because they were yeah. two different human beings yeah yeah and, and growing up you know as a kid yeah. you know i'd read it in my my picture bible the my children's bible i'd be like well why'd they eat the fruit i want to have done that yeah right why, why'd they do that <laughs> yeah. but realizing now 
I would have eaten that fruit because I've taken that fruit right. so many times in my life. Yeah. Wanting to be like God, wanting, seeking things other than him um, to, to find what I thought was fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. This this text is one of those two where it talks about just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sin. So there's this there's the personal responsibility aspect of it, but also this inherited nature of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, both are spoken of in this verse, and so you know, when we say in our statement that tempted by Satan, but in the sovereign plan of God, man freely chose to disobey God, bringing sin, death, and condemnation to all mankind. Um, so it's this cascade effect that we're just we're born into it and we take it by choice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, this is our sinful um, uh, nature and um, uh, sinful choosing that yes. we have before us here in this in this verse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got First uh, Corinthians fifteen twenty one and twenty two. Mm-hmm adding to what we just read but Mm -hmm. for as by a man came death by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead Mm -hmm. for as in adam all die so also in christ shall all be made alive Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so again we talked about this previously but uh, great great hope here that that also comes uh we spend a, a lot of time looking at verses and that's because that's what's in the scripture it's it's the description of us. It's it's what we bring sin, you know. That's what we bring to the table. Um, but um, we would be totally off to not talk about the hope for mankind uh, mm-hmm. here. Um, that uh, that there's life in Christ. Yes. Yeah, there's resurrection from the dead that's available to us. So praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there a a, a Shylin song, you guys. Listen to Shyland and stuff. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> do you know who Shyland is? <laughs> I'm really trying, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he wants to be so kind. Y'all, yeah, y'all can't see my face, but there's just I'm uh, I think he's got a line in there uh, um, that uh, quotes this verse: um, "In Adam all die, in Adam all oh, die." He says, "You gotta yeah. find Shyland." Well, you you do. He's actually got some some great stuff. Oh, you say so. some YouTube. What's that? Did you say, oh, YouTube or YouTube? Oh, no. Oh. Uh, I, probably the, the former, I'm sure. He's on there. Yeah. The latter, no. He has nothing that I know of to do oh. with YouTube. But, uh. Oh, I thought that's what you said <laughs> at the end there. No, he's uh, he's kind of a Christian um, hip-hop, but he's more poetical. And he just quotes a lot of scripture. A lot of I like it. Yeah. I'll, I'll look that up later for us. Uh, but I digress alright we've got one more text here right in uh, Revelation 13 8 Revelation 13 8 alright is it me? I believe so okay I just went alright yeah Yeah. okay so um, so many of these jumping in without all of the context but uh, um, and all who dwell on earth will worship it, and I believe this is the, um, the image that's being set up uh, for, uh, for worship by the, the um, rebellious one. Uh, and all who dwell on earth will worship it, everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. 
Talk about a mind bender. Yeah. Let me read that one again for us. <laughs> Just think about the, yeah. the the time stamps that you would try to 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 nail down uh, onto this thing and the difficulty of of doing that. Um, and this is our this is our sovereign God and His work of redemption for mankind. And all who dwell on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. So my my goodness, you know what um, what what do we find here that that helps us uh, write a statement like that? I mean, just pretty blatantly, like apart from Christ and His work and His revealing Himself to us and his saving work mm. we are we are those people mm. who are going to worship this beast this mm-hmm. image of you know um opposition to god yeah um that is here so yeah as he's talking about it um like with that that's us apart from the lamb being slain for us and choosing us and mm-hmm. saving us mm-hmm. yeah we kind of just i mean i almost did a, a speed run there yeah. through through the text of scripture mm-hmm. and so i mean yeah. it's 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 just crazy we we just read about the about man at the beginning and we yeah. read about the fall and and we see here like that before that happened yes god had our names written in the book of life there yes there's a book of life of the lamb who was, was slain, slain, written before the foundation of the world. We talk about the sovereign plan of God here in this doctrine of, of mankind and how that's at work. That is mind bending. It, it, it almost like like when we read that, I was like there were almost tears. <laughs> yeah, and it you know it doesn't discount anything that we've read about the the responsibility of mankind and that uh, we will die for our sin. But what it does do is, you know, any 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 way that we would try to kind of put God on this linear plane that he kind of has to operate. We do our thing and then God does his thing in response. God is is more glorious and beyond further beyond our understanding that any kind of timeline that we could write out um, could uh, could ever uh, capture, could mm-hmm. ever explain um so uh so this this is what a great way to to end reading these texts and just looking on the glories of of god and his kindness his mercy Mm -hmm. his justice his free choosing um my goodness um this is one that uh we want to to bow to in adoration um with gratitude for the fact that he set his love on me before the foundation of the world and I only know that because now I'm hoping in Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. Pretty amazing. That's yeah. No, I, I just you read that and you so quickly, you know, I know people, you know, reading that could so easily want to jump to these debates on you know, free will or this or this or this. But you go, the point of this is is this God revealing his love to us from the foundation of the world. That's right. Like that's you know, when you just read it for what it is, you yeah. go, Oh, okay, there's this God who has sent his son, the lamb, on our behalf, and was set on doing that before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's that's something to glory in that yeah. supersedes everything else. Yep, yep. All right, so 
gorgeous stuff here, right? Mm -hmm. uh, hard things to read, but then glories mm -hmm. uh, to behold as well. All right, so just a few things on what this means and why we need it um, as a church. Um, quick summarizing thoughts that I uh, jotted down. You know, mm -hmm. People are created image bearers of God. Mm -hmm. That's the beginning that God um, uh, had uh, for, for mankind to, to uh, reflect him on the, the earth. And that, but sin has been a plague on humanity. Boy, that came up over and over and over again. And then man's only salvation is the Savior who's presented here, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. the Son of God. So I, I think that captures probably um, a lot just in short form there. But how about um, we have the statement as a church, well, why do we, why do we need this? Um, why is it important that we as a church have a statement on the doctrine of mankind? Why do we need it? I think for me, the first thing that comes to mind, again, I think as we've just gone through all these doctrines, it just takes me so back to where I was almost a decade ago at this same church. But the the work that God did in me through learning these kind of things is growing up, you know, I heard of this God of love, this the gospel of Jesus, this God who sent his son to die for us. But I think something changed and shifted. And um, there's a more full understanding of the gospel when I understood my role as mankind in that mm. and it was you know it wasn't like you're like yes okay i know this god loves loves the world he loves me blah, blah blah but then when you realize the sin in which you have in you and the sin in which you partook and mm -hmm. the sin that's still in you mm -hmm. and that is the god that still loves that and has yeah. died for that that is wholly devotional and humbling mm -hmm. and um yeah even right now you're like whoa <laughs> um, yeah. But so I think that's just huge at a at a gospel just like level for yeah. for any church, not just our church, but yeah. just to go like, hey, like this this doctrine is not here to push us into the ground and make us feel worse and worse about ourselves. Like there's a there's there's a sober minded or sober kind of eyes to see ourselves with, yes. But uh, as the, it's almost like the worse the news is about myself, the greater the good news about Jesus. Yeah, sure, is coming absolutely. In. Um, being the lamp was slain on, on my behalf, yeah. on behalf of those around us. So, I mean, we live in a culture um, and a church that's influenced by the culture that doesn't want to acknowledge the inherent sinfulness of mankind. <laughs> right, oh. right. You know? And so what you just said, that you need a savior. Yeah. You need a savior. I mean, I just I just need the, the best version of me, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and scriptures just blow that out of the water for us don't they yeah i was i was listening to a podcast yesterday that, that was talking about how what what culture says right is mm. that the all our problems right are on the outside of us mm. right mm. and the solutions on the inside yeah right we have to find it in ourselves right yeah. yeah look within and in, in a sense i mean like adam and eve mm. they were told you can be like god mm. and, and and you will be like you'll be wise mm. right yeah. A solution within themselves right yeah. taking the fruit from the tree and but but the the real answer is is that we like we are mm. the, the problem right yeah uh the the problem is in us and the solution is outside of us and yeah. but, but and more more to the glory of god as we talked about with the holy spirit like the solution actually mm -hmm. does go inside of us mm -hmm. after we are saved yeah. and mm -hmm. we look outside of ourselves to God. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That, that factors into the fact too, that 
You know, we need to understand the root of our trouble. I think because, you know, one of the things that we um, uh, practice here as a church is biblical counseling and biblical soul care. And uh, um, everybody's got ideas about, you know, what their problem is and what they need to do to, to make things better. And maybe they just need some help along the way. But like if we don't keep coming back to the fact that like we have a we have root heart issues here um, that need to be addressed, uh, a proper uh, understanding of mankind, as spoken of it in the Bible, gives us our right starting place for the biblical counseling that we do here um, as a church. We have to deal with that. We have to deal with that, not to not to uh, um, just to try to. Uh, Hammer people, you know, into the into the ground, um, uh, and uh, make make their life harder. But because we want to operate in the truth, mm-hmm. and uh, and see that gospel really is the uh, the solution uh, here for us, so we have to keep coming back to that. So understanding the root of our of our trouble is so mm-hmm. important. Um, yeah. Yeah, I jotted down one last thing there that, um, you know, we've said this over and over again, but uh, we we need to see just how needy we are and how glorious our Savior is. And that's not just in biblical counseling. That's on a Sunday morning as we're gathered together um, for worship, opening up uh, God's Word uh, together. It's in small group life that um, we, uh, we need to keep thinking about uh, who am I and who is God? What has God supplied for me? And that's still the need that I have today, wow. yeah. mm-hmm. just as I needed it when I first believed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, there we go. The doctrine of, of mankind. We're going to talk about mankindy related things here, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we uh, are. Coming up next next time. Uh, sneak peek: marriage and sexuality. You know, just that small thing that the culture doesn't really care about or anything. Yeah. But, no one's uh, worried about that. Nobody's nobody's thinking about those things these days. Um, but uh, that'll that'll be a a big one for us to um, address, and uh, looking looking forward to to talking through that one as well. But appreciate you guys, and um, uh, appreciate the fact that we can have these uh, these glorious gospel conversations, uh, even as we're talking about the the depths of our mm-hmm. sin. We can do that in such a redemptive way. So yes. praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. All right.